Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ron Swallow. And I'm Ed Greer. And today, what we're going to talk about is, is canon the greatest? And I'm talking about the very concept that in storytelling, there's one way to tell it. That's the purpose of canon. It is the sacred text. And if you deviate from it, you're fucking up. Is that, as a concept for storytelling, the greatest? Oh, this is a rough one, Ed, because, you know, as as a book reader, I have some love for canon in certain areas. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a hard one because my first instinct when it comes to books is to be like, yes, somebody wrote this story. You should tell the story the way it's written. Yeah. An- another point I would say that that book has been written and if you would like to hear that story you can read that book oh i will i'll read it again (laughs) i'm just saying i I think i think people maybe this is too soon for us to come up with this um salient a point but here goes people are mad that the people who adapt things are dissing their taste that's what this entire mm. canon argument is about. People yeah. are like, yo, I liked this thing. Me and the author got together and we really liked this thing. <laughs> they worked on it for 15, 20 years and, you know, uh, did, did co-call So we worked on it together and yeah, we yeah. think this is the way. And if somebody comes along to try to adapt it for movies or television or whatever, and they go, nah, I think we should switch that. And, that. and you're just like, wait, 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 wait. Me? And fucking R.L. Stein and McCaffrey, whoever the fuck, worked on this. We decided this was the greatest. So if you don't like that, you're dissing my taste. No, that's exactly what happens. You're correct. It's interesting the complaints you get about things. Um, I watched the uh, Wheel of Time uh, uh, series um, mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Amazon Prime, I want to say. Uh, free advertising, you know, Amazon Prime. Obviously, they need our dollars. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that struggling uh, upstart, yeah, mom and you know, pop. I got, I'm just, I just support those who are, you know, up and comers. That's just how I do it. Um, but this show is like they condensed one 700 page book into eight one hour episodes of a TV show, and um, that is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so they left out too many of your fucking bombadils or what? Well, I just like, they had to, I mean, look, by the way, it's a good show. Just to be clear. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done a great job doing what they could with, like, I know that in my heart of hearts and in my understanding of how you gotta, how you have to write TV, I get that they can't it's 12 it's 12 books and you're and and that they pulled off putting one book into a season is amazing because guess what they may not get 12 seasons <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> so so that's one of the issues you're going to have when you start making this series and this is like you know they got to the end of the first first book they did it as good as well as they could and i can't I like while there's definitely changes, they set up a couple of things that needed to be set up. They uh, fast forward a bunch of the the different things that the, the the characters go through, and I don't see another way for them to have done that without making it a slog. Like so, it's it's one of those things where I see on one hand, man, there's some great parts in that book that they left out that are important and interesting and really like get into these different characters that exist in this world and really set up the world as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also understand that they can't do that. So it's one of those things where like, I get the complaints that people have. Yeah. This all, this all started, uh, this whole Canon conversation started when I was looking on Twitter and we were seeing that uh, the recent Miss Marvel uh, out, Uh, out, uh, you know, backlash was in Miss Marvel, her, she loves Captain Marvel She's a young, I think, uh, Pakistani lady uh, in you know uh, Newark or whatever, 
and she loves Captain Marvel. Yeah. But she can't be like Captain Marvel and she's like an inhuman or got sprayed with inhuman terrigen mist or some shit like that. And she gets the powers that are basically like they're they're like Plastic Man times Mr. Fantastic times her own imagination. And they're sort of dysmorphic. She can shape shift a little bit to look like other people, but then she discovers that that's kind of whack. I think I think that happens unless I imagined it. And then after that, she seems to have the power to make her arms bigger and smaller, her limbs bigger and smaller as for different tasks and different shapes. Yes. And herself, she can get real big and big in. So I read I read the first like four uh, recently, actually. And basically, she loves Captain Marvel. But like when she first gets the power, she kind of freaks out and and wishes that she was like Captain Marvel. And then guess what? She looks like Captain Marvel. She's got blonde hair. She's got the the suit with the 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 the, the lightning or, or or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, and then she kind of feels like how lame it is, and how people are super nice to her now that she's not brown. <laughs> mm. And she just kind of feels that, and uh, and then you know, kind of has that realization down the road, um, and you know le- is learning her powers and all of that good stuff. So, um, but it is, it is an interesting thing. So some people, I guess recently they made her not be stretchy anymore. She's not stretchy in the series. She's, she, she makes energy constructs and she walks on force fields and shit like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, haven't, you haven't watched the trailer. It's been out for like three days. What are you doing? I'm working for a living. Uh, what the uh, fuck? Yeah. She doesn't stretch that. I mean, that is her powers. So I don't Oh, understand. dude, we're getting a, we're getting a, in real time, canon freak out. Oh my god! Yeah. Here we go. This will be good. <laughs> I think. I think yeah, that she, might she, be the she case. Doesn't, she doesn't stretch. Pull, pull up the um, and we can edit all around this. But pull, I want. I want you to see the trailer real quick, or I can okay. pull the trailer because I was sharing my screen or whatever. Here we go. We're watching. So, so now we've come back from uh, Ron in real time watching the uh, trailer. So what did you think, Ron? I want to capture this canon freak out in real time, baby. Oh, <laughs> I wonder why they changed it. <laughs> I can't help. There's got to be a this. reason, man. <laughs> oh, I really am. I really don't like it. I don't like it. I don't understand what's happening, but it may be something. It may be something like she's not going to. So maybe they're not going to give her – maybe they're not doing Inhumans or Terrigen Mist stuff, and so they can't use that stuff. They gave her random powers instead? Well, I mean the powers aren't random at all. I don't – I don't. I, I, that's why it's just so funny to me that like this is such a big deal. But I know why it is because, you know, when I read uh, uh, Kamala, uh, she, as she pronounced in the, uh, in the thing, when I read her adventures in the comic books, I got to say, mentally I'm with them. But every time I see her use her powers, they're like so unappealing to me. I think they're dumb. And I think when, when it's like on – and I get that that's kind of the point of it almost, but it's like to me – I don't know, man. Like in real time, my reaction to the changes are like, or, or the changes or that is just like, I, I don't want to be this asshole who's like, black people have bad powers. Okay. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy who says minority okay. people have bad powers. But fucking minority people have bad powers, dude. All these fucking electrical powers, having fucking Luke Cage be one of the weakest, super strong people for 50 fucking years. Before Brian B- Michael Bendis decided that he could get a white wife and a power and a, and a power upgrade, you know what I'm saying? Like, just a vixen could change into animal forms, little from Africa. All right, fucking you know, John Stewart has a great power set. He jacked it from some white guys and blue guys and red guys and volcano guys and planet guys and dog guys. I, I get that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like the powers on a lot of minority characters are fucked up. Uh, uh, Sink could do X, Y, and Z. Uh, Monet. Monet's probably got the best power set of any brown character in Marvel. And she can do literally anything. So she's so OP that nobody likes her. You know what I mean? There's like, or or like a fucking Darwin who can't die ever or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's all these weird 
non-powers, non-appealing powers, non-visually appealing powers that they give to minority characters all over the place, which is a totally separate issue that I just want to put to the side and go, obviously, they wanted to tie her in with the Marvel. She's going to be in with the Marvel people. Miss Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Carol Danvers are all going to be in the next Marvel, Captain Marvel movie, which is why it's not called Captain Marvel. It's called The Marvels. So yeah. they must have powers that are linked. Somehow all that kind of weird cosmic shit is linked up. And last things last, Inhuman sucks. I'm sorry that they made it. They tried to make a thing out of it, and it sucked ass. And for the next probably 15 years, people are going to remember how much that sucked ass. So tying this young character to that legacy of Garbaggio doesn't make any kind of sense monetarily. I could see maybe some people being like, they're kind of disturbed that these look a little, Jeremy Paul, uh, one of our comic friends uh, said that uh, it looked like Sue Storm's powers, which I don't fucking get that. Uh, yeah. I don't get that at all. But, but, you know, energy force field manipulation, that definitely is Sue Storm type of shit. Yeah. So it looks like there, she's going to have nega bands. And, you know, if you remember old school Captain Marvel, uh, there were these purple wristbands that gave people powers and strength mm -hmm. and different powers and stuff like that. So that's kind of what it looks like they're going to use. I look, I get why they don't uh, also because, look, it's never looked good on screen. The stretching has never looked good on screen. I don't think ever, ever, even like ever. The Plastic Man on, on DC looks ridiculous and usually doesn't like they – make it look cartoony, but it's also works because he's funny. So him being cartoony, like makes sense. But if it's a serious superpower set, being stretchy doesn't work out great. Uh, and also they're going to be bringing in Reed Richards. Do you want two stretchy people? <laughs> well, I mean, at the, 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 the DC uh, stretchy person that we saw on screen so far is elongated man. Yeah. Uh, instead of Plastic Man. So oh, Plastic Man, has, man this right. is different. Plastic Man has different, like, plasticky shit he can do with his body, different mold type shit he can do. It seems like Elongated Man is sort of a long guy doing long stuff, whereas Plastic Man could, like, make himself into a fighter plane and, like, at least glide down. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, yeah, he's got right. this infinite imagination of all these spaces and shit. So I could see them doing something like that. But like, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I just, it looks, I mean, look, it looks I don't like it. Fuck. <laughs> like I said, if they, but we're, we're talking about like trying to make some, uh, trying to make a dollar and a cent in this business. And I think that I, I'm glad that we came upon that early in the podcast because it's like, there you go. That's the fucking point. It's when it comes time to make these into other stuff. There's all these things that come into it, and it can't always be eh, my favorite fucking thing, the exact way that I saw it before. And I kind of want to have a conversation about why people don't get that they're two separate fucking mediums, dude. I mean, maybe it's me being like, you know, a super amateur comic book artist or whatever, but like, if you've ever tried to make your own comic and ever tried to make your own uh, film or short film, very quickly you see that they're two different fucking mediums. If you tried to do oh, yeah. both, you see very quickly that they're two vastly different mediums. You know what I mean? And tricks that work in one don't necessarily work in another. Uh, on our Patreon episode, I was mentioning how slavishly devoted to the Sin City comic the Sin City movie is actually works in its detriment. Because when Marv busts down a door, it looks like two sponges being ripped apart instead yeah. of a door. Because they yeah. tried to make it look exactly like it did in the comic book. It worked in the comic book. It doesn't work in the movie. It looks dumb. Yeah. So, and, and that's just a, not just some value judgment. You can like show it to 10 people, eight or nine are going to be like, like ah, that looks, that looks kind of dumb, <laughs> you know? And then there'll be one dude who's like, I read that comic. It looks exactly like it's from the comic. I love it. Okay. And I, I, I think I'll explain why I think uh, it's hard is because the comic has some emotional gravitas to it. Like there's a lot of emotional stuff that comes with that character and a big part of that is her ability to change what she looks like and change. I agree with that assessment because I've read and, enough much Marvel to see that part. Yes. And so that's like part of the whole thing is her coming to a point of realizing that it's okay for her to be herself 
and sure she's wearing a mask and people can't know that it's who she is or whatever, but it's okay for her to be a Pakistani superhero, a brown skinned hero, not a blonde haired white girl hero. And I think taking that out of that makes it a little bit odd because that's the story. I think there's ways to articulate all that and her getting their confidence and shit that don't have to do with her basically putting on white face for three issues and then going, yeah, yeah. oh, that's wrong. Or you know what I mean? Like that to me, there's a little bit of that type of yeah. Whereas and, like and we've know. mentioned it before, like sometimes things work better in comic and don't work well in a movie. So this could be one of those things. It could be they tested out a bunch of different ways and we're like, uh, yeah, that's not working. We have to rework this. Wanting to be white isn't even in my top four adaptations to being a black person in America. There's yeah. like 50 layers before I even get to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be like, like, like I, I have had the thought of being like a quarterback looking white dude with a little bit of money. I, I just what I, 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 gotta I, be I imagine sometimes what I could do with that. I've had that one, <laughs> but I think it's just funny how how often we like forget that 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 there's all these different ways to express these ideas, and I think that that is the point of the canon shit. It's like uh, yeah. when you look at how how angry people are about the new ways that Star Trek is being represented as a thing, and yeah. I can I can feel them when they're just being like, okay, the canon per se of these are one hour morality plays yeah right one hour one subject morality plays occasionally we'll have a two-parter where some major shit is established or or deconstructed but for the most part we're going to have these one hour morality plays and this is how it's going to go and then the when new star trek comes out it's just season-long arcs and They've chosen to to do this new Star Trek as more, even more of an action melodrama than the old shows. The old shows were like a I, ideological melodrama morality play in an hour that wraps up, and each episode is an, is an it's it's an anthology for lack of a better word. Old Star Trek yeah. is an anthology of different types of space adventures. The seasons of Discovery are different types of space adventures. And that that new conception of what to do with the old canon, and it still has everything else: ray guns, transporters. But the transporters are super different. The ray guns are different. So it's almost like it has everything you would want from canon. Even people who were around in Spock and 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 uh, Kirk's time, but then it has all this super future shit that people fucking hate, and these different types of people being in leadership roles, and the leaders being even more important than they were in the old show. You know, to the point where you don't even know who the fuck the bridge crew are. You know what I mean? And so it's just like it's got all the shit from canon, but it's these new people's conception of what's important about that shit. So it's like uh, and just in in Star Trek, right? Or rather Star Wars, how they how people like Ryan Johnson chose to use you guys favorite buddies was like infuriating to some people. Many people were real mad about Luke being a whiny um, quitter. Mm-hmm. Which is basically what he was. He was a whiny quitter. I get why people are mad about it, but I also like. I kind of you know, but for me, I liked that. I thought it was interesting because I think about, I think about if I had resisted the dark side, got my father to come back to the light side before he dies, defeated mm-hmm. an emperor, and then made the next Darth Vader right afterwards. <laughs> How fucked up I would be. Like, if you think about how messed up that would make somebody and how much you would think you failed when you got all of your students killed by another student that you <laughs> failed miserably to teach not to go to the dark side. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, there's, I, I get where Luke might hide on an island and be like, no, this is not worked <laughs> out. Like I mean, there's there's some there's some that makes some sense, right? I mean, it it, it makes some mm. sense in a story wise. Like, I don't know. I get I get why people didn't like it because we all wanted to see Luke be a badass, but like, yeah, you know, 
that in that moment, and, and it's just, but you know what? I think now we could talk about before we get to our own times that we have been a little punk ass fighting for stuff uh, and being mad that they changed the canon. Uh, we can talk about this. There's an intersection between canon and fan expectations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like we expected at no point in canon did it seem like uh, Luke was capable of being some the guy he is in Mandalorian. I get no indication that he is capable of getting to that level of dopeness unless you count diving off the fucking the the fucking diving board flipping the Sarlacc pit scene. That scene maybe showed me that he could be the super great champion of champions and force crush everybody and all this kind of hot shit. But it just was something that we never got. So we started building it in our heads. Yeah. And, I, and I'm definitely from that tribe of like, when I saw those walkers of shit come up and I was like, I, it's, I was too stupid to understand the dope sacrifice of sending yourself across the galaxy or whatever, blah, blah. And I was too stupid to see that he was, he looked a little bit younger and fitter. You know what I'm saying? His force yeah. ghost apparition. I was too stupid to see that. I freely admit it. So when I saw him stroll out there, I freely, I totally thought that that was going to be, finally fucking uh him smashing one with the, some force powers running up his tour, chopping the some dudes up yeah all that type of shit Do, doing that shit he used to do with his x-wing with his own force powers and shit and maybe even going out in a blaze of glory that's what i kind of thought i was like oh god he 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 does what we always wanted to do which is fight with that super jedi power even lifting giant stuff and all the kind of shit but it doesn't get you anywhere because pure force cannot pure force uh, in both in all senses of the word cannot defeat the type of po- political and socio whatever problems of the Star Wars universe. The things that make fascists are going to keep making more and more fascists for you to chop with your fucking laser sword. You got to switch up your technique of fighting them. I thought all that was going to be elucidated and I was going to get the greatest Luke Skywalker force using scene of all time. And when one of those things kind of happened and the other didn't at all. I I was I might have been a mite ap- apoplectic. Probably the maddest I've been at a Star Wars product. I've since obviously calmed down because I can see exactly what he was trying to do and even come to respect it. But this like that throne room fight scene sucked ass too. That fucking yeah. the, the them busting up the fucking casino sucked ass too. There are parts in there I didn't like, but the overall there are these sort of messages about Jedi that I do kind of like. So it's a yeah. mismatch. It's not totally bad. It's a mismatch of hits and misses for me. Well, and that's kind of what canon can be for everybody. And I think that's the biggest problem is, is we all forget that there are a bazillion people in the world all with mm. opinions about mm-hmm. this stuff and, and, and passionate opinions about this stuff. And guess what? My opinion is not more valuable. I hate saying that, by the way. It's making me feel <laughs> But it's true that my opinion about Spider-Man or about Batman or about Luke Skywalker, it's, it's not more valuable or more correct than anybody else's. And I feel like if we all realized that, and rolled with things, it would be better. It just would work better. I yeah. like I'm trying to get there, Ed. I'm trying. Both loving canon and hating canon is a matter of opinion. And we have found ourselves in places where we love the canon. And looking at like your like your thing about Spider-Man that you're gonna say yeah. about how you need him to make his webs, you know, to make his own way. That is super fucking valid, dude, because as part, it's one of the only things in canon that has stuck for 50 years. I think the longer something's been part of their character, it seems like that gets a little bit more of the longer and more important it is to their character, not as a thing that's attached to their character. It's a part of their character. Peter Parker has to be kind of selfish and then stop being selfish for the rest of his life. That arc is necessary. Yeah. And and there's, there's you know, it, I guess my complaint most of the time is when it changes 
story a lot. But sometimes it's also just like I didn't like a thing. <laughs> I mean, okay. So we, we all, you all know if you've ever listened to me do comedy or do anything that it did annoy me a lot when they changed Spider-Man's webs into coming out of his wrists on the first movie. I just thought it's dumb. They had a stupid reason for it on top of that. They said, oh, it's unrealistic that a 14-year-old boy would come with the chemical compound. It's like, okay, well, we're in a comic book. It's fine. What's cool about Peter Parker is that he is a super genius. And when he becomes part spider, he goes, man, you know what would be great is if I had webs to swing on. I'm going to mm -hmm. make up a compound from this chemical stuff that I think might work. And he makes it. And he does it himself. It becomes part of his character, part of what he does as, as a smart person. It's mm -hmm. one of those things that proves that uh, that he's a little bit of a genius in some ways. Um, and, and you and can so argue, you can, just real quickly, you can argue that he wouldn't be an actual superhero if he didn't do that. This whole concept that a dude who can just sticks to stuff and can run fast and jump far, that that's without any organization beyond that enough to be an actual superhero it's kind of species he, he'd be a freak he'd be a physical marvel he could yeah. be a great athlete but to be a hero that web thing can make him traverse larger areas to patrol bigger stuff to actually be a hero it makes him be able to web fools up that he catches and enables him to save people by shooting the webs it enables him to save Way more people than he would be able to save if he was just a singular guy jumping around. The the, yep. the the manufacturer of the web made him a fucking superhero. So to have it just be part of his shit just naturally kind of stripped him of that, earning that. Yeah. And at the same time, though, when you really think about it, like if it doesn't change the fact that the character is still into saving people's lives and mm -hmm. taking responsibility because he has the power that he has and – sees that that's an important thing because he paid for being selfish once and he's never going to do it again. Like that, if that story's in there, I should be basically happy with that story. And mm -hmm. I think that might go the same thing with Miss Marvel. If they do a story where a person is learning to love herself for, for who she is, uh, including those powers, that's great. You know, that's the story. So that's a good thing. And if they tell that story, I'm, I should just enjoy it. And rather than being like, I watch stretchy powers. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's rough I, though, dude. It's rough because you know me, I yep. do think a lot of times my fucking opinion means more than other people's opinions. And it's hard for me to break out of that. And it's hard for me to even say it in jest because before I say an opinion on something, you notice how you, you, you don't know my feelings on, 18th century mercantile carpentry or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Cause I don't express those. I don't, I don't, it's not my purview. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. So I won't express my opinion on it. When I come to make an opinion on something, I've thought about it more than the average bear, frankly. I mean, there's, there's very few snap decisions I make. I don't just look at you with your Mountain Dew hat on and your fucking Doritos and come <laughs> spill it out of your pockets without being in the bag and judge you for that. That's not what I do. <laughs> not an asshole. <laughs> no, but but yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm just I just feel like sometimes uh, that's the case. I, 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 we got to figure out some kind of way to again. But it's again gatekeeping though. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. I kind of hate that. I hate any kind yeah. of gatekeeping. Yeah, it's a it's a problem. Like um, I have that with my uh, a lot of my fantasy books. You know, I hated Tom Bombadil not being in there uh in in uh lord of the rings even though i know now it just doesn't make sense it didn't help the story he's just an entertaining character that i like a lot it's not that big a deal that he's not there like it does illustrate that there's like crazy big powers out there who are don't get involved and you wonder why that is and stuff like that and that's kind of interesting but it's not necessary to the story um mm. they added a love scene in there Again, if you guys have heard my jokes, you know this. It does irritate me that they added a a giant love story in the movies. But there is there is a love between the two characters in the book. It's just not mentioned a lot because it's they're doing different stuff. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, those things bother me. Like 
but they really they did the elf queen of Shannara and or no not the elf queen the elf stones of Shannara and oh I hated it I hated it so much it was the <laughs> legends of Shannara and they just changed everything and they I just the druid talks a whole bunch it's like what is going on? This is that's not a mysterious dark figure who's seven feet tall. You know what I mean? Like, of course it mm-hmm. isn't Ron. They can't do that. That would be weird. They'd have to find someone who's seven foot, and then they'd have to have a character who only said a few things here and there through the whole book. And you got to see his mind, and you can't do that in the TV show. You know what I mean? Like all those mm-hmm. things, but it super irritated me. And they added a bunch of weird shit in there. Like he dies and comes back to life on some table, which is not what he does. It's just like a bunch of things that they added in that they thought would be cool. And if they did something like not had any of the characters and said, these are different Shannara characters during the time that this has all happened, but it's a different adventures during that time. I probably wouldn't have cared at all, but that they tried to make the book and then changed a bunch of shit that, really yeah, make well, the characters interesting it bothered me yeah well there's there's a cake and eat it too aspect to some changes in canon that feel kind of just dopey because they don't actually it isn't just that you truncated the the material or you took parts out that wouldn't necessarily work you put parts in that don't work just as much you know i mean the overall audience hates them and and they don't hate them just for that snap moment. They hate them for like years afterwards. Like that Shannara should have been off the air since God was a boy. And, was and you're still mad about it. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? So like that's kind of the 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 earmark of like something really actually bad uh yeah. is that type of shit. But then I think that there's these things where it's like fan fans get an idea in their head of what something has to be. And it becomes so entrenched that they believe in it more than they believe in the in the character as presented by the the entertainment company. And I'll give you a couple of examples from my headcanon that like my headcanon totally took over. Like I've never put much en- emphasis or interest into putting together headcanon for Star Wars. So they can make the Yoda dude start talking tomorrow and then put on Mandalorian armor and fight Jesus. And I'd be sitting there with my popcorn just like totally cool with it. I don't have care. Nice bring, yeah. bring back fucking Mitochlorians. Say that Mandalorians have more Mitochlorians and Mandalorian comes from Mitochlorian. Do that. I don't give a fuck because I don't have <laughs> yeah. a Star Wars headcanon. I don't give yeah. a fuck. So, but I'll tell you what, every time I see, uh, uh, up until recently, every time I saw a Batman thing, I mean, 2000, probably seven, eight, nine. Whenever Batman Begins came out, whenever I found out they were doing Batman Begins, since but up until then, I hadn't seen a Batman that was as satisfactory to my adult eyes ever. Yeah. And after all those tries, just imagine being a person who's never seen a Batman movie, even though they've made 13 already. You know what I mean? You just feel like an idiot. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they started making Punisher stuff. And I was like, Oh my fucking god! Like every <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger or Stallone character that uses guns is the Punisher. Just yeah. do a script comparably good as that, and cast the next tier down guy, and spend this, uh, roughly the same amount of money as you would spend on one of those other movies, or get one of those guys to play him. I don't give a fuck. German Punisher. I don't give a, uh, probably not, but you know what I'm saying. Just do something, please. Do my guy. And I started thinking about it, and it's like the later it got past the 80s, people, again, I know everybody hates the Punisher. I know it's really cool now to push your glasses up and call them violent or call them responsible for cops killing people in the streets and get real, real ooh about it. But the revenge character that fucks people up, that fucked with him, has been in America since the fucking beginning. It's yeah. the roots of all fucking action cinema. People will run up on you all day, talk about how Martin Riggs or the detective from this or that is the greatest guy, and then shit on the Punisher when they're the same fucking guy. A white yeah. man with a gun solving problems has been the, this fucking country's storytelling model since forever. But yeah, with the Punisher... Because their, their family to, got killed, so now it's time to kill everybody else. Right. Who's but with, guys? The, w- w- with the Punisher, all of a sudden it's time to clutch our pearls and act like it's stupid and, and, and last things last fuck it up every time 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All these other motherfuckers, John Wick got great movies. This guy got great movies. Punisher saddled with a bunch of dumb garbage because people are trying to find their way around well, the problematic parts maybe, of the fucking bee. Maybe and, the and, Punisher is like Hulk. He uh, just needs but, to be a little bit in movies and not the but, whole but see, thing. But see, but see, that's the thing. No, that's he was no, great in Daredevil. That, 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 that even that, even of, that. It, but even that, even all that's wrong. Because again, as a fucking action fucking hero, one of the main other things has absolutely been wrong with this motherfucker since forever in my absolute headcanon. He's a fucking 80s character. Uh, in a world, he doesn't wear a mask. He doesn't try to attempt to hide his his stuff. He has different alter egos and stuff, but he never wears a mask as a point of fact. And he, he shoots M60s in the city limits you know what i mean like it would it would yeah. take 20 minutes with modern technology to catch this dude to kill him no matter how great he was at urban warfare but in yeah. the fucking 80s or early 90s if you set if you set up a, a fucking thing about him he would be as i've stated many times before the most interesting person in the world he'd be able to break out of prisons he'd be able to avoid capture he'd be able to avoid uh uh, uh helicopters and shit like that all the stuff that we that today is so much better and all this different recognition software and all this type of shit, he would just be busted in a minute and he'd be super problematic and shitty. You know what I mean? So it's like yes. keep him in the era in the era where he comes from, where he works in. Imagine doing a, a shadow movie that takes place in the fucking future. I'm yeah. sorry, that's dumb. Yeah. That orientalism, which is what you call it, and it's bad. But that Orientalism that he comes from, going over to the going over to the east and finding some special herbs and bullshits and using these new Asian powers to beat up white people that don't know him like you know him. Again, part of American storytelling is the fucking beginning. That's what Tarzan did. He went and took some African herbs and came back and beat up English people. So don't give me that shit. You can't take these fucking characters and modernize them because it takes the key ingredient out of them which is they come from a simple world of simple superpowers you can speak five languages and you can lift up 400 pounds you're a fucking superhero in 18 something you're yeah. a superhero yeah let that be the case don't try to bring these motherfuckers into the future cuz punisher in the modern age literally doesn't work there's too yeah. much that's wrong with him his methodology doesn't work in the modern age He's an 80s character, dude. Or he lives in a world with no superheroes. Yeah. You got to do one or the other. And they have yeah. not managed to do either of them. I don't know, man. Dolph Lundgren, pretty great. I will abstain. So, <laughs> so I mostly just said that to upset you. So I do not think that is a great movie. Actually, as, that's not true. Mm. I think that is a fine movie that has nothing to do with The Punisher. Basically, yeah. Yeah. If so, it was okay, what's, just what's some a, action movie with a crazy guy, I'd be like, all right, cool. Now, so so what's another of your uh, pet peeves? And I'll give one of mine and it will be out. Uh, as far as like when they try to make your character, you're just like, okay, you guys don't fucking get it. Because like, and it'll give you time to t- time to think. Um, my, and the, my last one was uh, Luke Cage, man. I can't, I, oh. uh, Luke Cage is a fucking... 70s character luke cage and iron fist are 70s character a, a guy in the a white man in the 70s that knew kung fu before most people even understood that there was a martial arts revolution would be cool by default he would be cool by default because he would be uh hanging out and doing stuff and again much like the shadow this orientalism you go over grab some shit from the east but in his case he'd be grabbing shit for he'd be grabbing kung fu powers from another dimension and bringing them back to the American ghetto in the 70s. Yeah. That's a great story. But him coming back, listening to the Outcast and flipping over cars and shit and doing slow Chuck Norris Kung Fu from the modern conception sucked ass. Fucking yeah. uh, 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 Luke Cage slash Power Man walking around being able to lift roughly three tons in a world where Chitauri just dropped giant nuclear bombs on us and a god had to fly up into a hole in space and save us and, and, a, and a knight who built his own armor had to save us and a monster and you could lift three tons and you think you can go out for the fucking New York Jets and you a superhero. It's pathetic. I'm sorry, it's pathetic. But in the 70s, Get out of here, dude. That didn't be kicking so much fucking ass. And you could you could manage the size of the story. And also, last things last, combining him and 
Iron Fist. Into one story shores up the boring parts about each one of them. When it gets yep. too boring for, for with Luke Cage just flicking dudes around, first of all, make his power set to the point where he can make his control of his power to the point where he can punch a guy without ripping his fucking face off. He just punches yeah. him real hard, and we just don't worry about the fact that that guy has multiple compound fractures and might not ever walk again. Just <laughs> have him have him punch people far. Stop with the bullshit. Don't try to be that well, realistic. Especially- Especially because we never worry about Batman blowing up people's cars when they flip over and over and over again, right? We just kind of like, oh, yeah, they lived. <laughs> like, I mean, right. you know, so, like, it's fine. Just yeah. Have, have so, the guy groan and roll over and be – and then pass out, and then we know he's dead. I mean, not dead. We know he's <laughs> knocked out. <laughs> so all I'm saying is with, with all that rant, I'm, I'm, you got yours locked and loaded now. Uh, basically, fucking Iron Fist and, and Power Man – or uh, yeah, Power Man and Iron Fist. Fuck it, call it fucking Power Man and Iron Fist. You don't necessarily have to have him wear that stupid tiara and the fucking shirt. You make him wear regular seventies clothes, but he has his aesthetic. He likes to wear like greens and and, and he likes to wear uh, yellows and different colors because he's a he's dope ass guy. And that's his superhero outfit. And then yeah, Iron Fist comes in with a weird kung fu leotard that's green and yellow and shit. And he's walking around the street and the homeboy's like, "Man, you got some." got some crazy threads iron fist and they have their little tete-a-tetes and and the shores up the parts about them that are boring we don't have to get whatever the fuck was the plot of iron fist take that all the way out have him helping a black guy change the neighborhood by helping the neighborhood like the landlords are trying to be assholes all the tenants come down and hand luke cage a bunch of wadded up ones and and uh, iron fist to some ones and some chicken and they go upstairs and smack up the landlord, and that next thing you know, the shit ain't in foreclosure or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and they're eating some chicken adventures. on the roof of the building. Dude, simple, small adventures for fucking eight episodes. People would have loved that. They'd be clamoring for it. I mean, the first season of Power Man was okay. Yeah, the second season is like, oh, he's a bad guy now. Well, they were gonna, they were setting it up to be maybe he the power was going to corrupt them or whatever, live long enough to see, become the villain. But they hadn't yeah, really like that. earned that stuff like that. That guy is not going to be you no know, super gangster that's going to unite the hood. It's it's preposterous. Yeah, it was so yeah, dude. It, ah, that was. But anyway, do you have yours that you're a real dickhead about? Because those those are definitely. You know mine. what? I, you know what's interesting? I think it's Superman. When I really think about it, I am tired. I don't want to see loner Superman. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see grumpy Superman. I don't want to see him mad or confused about stuff. I want him to love human beings. That's what I want. I want mm-hmm. it I want it to be obvious that he admires the perseverance of of people and that that's one of the things that pushes him to do what he does. And I mm-hmm. want that type of Superman, the guy who puts it all on the line, not because he's got the powers, but because he loves humans and he mm. loves people and he feels like he's part of them. Like mm. he feels like he's a human being, not a Kryptonian. And that is interesting to me. I want that in a story. And I don't even know if I've ever seen that part of a story. Uh, of Superman. I don't know if there's been a Superman that I really was like, like, look, the first few were like closer, you know, the like Reeves Supermans, mm-hmm. but even those were like a little ridiculous. And I think got away from how, how much he's part of humanity. Huh? That is, that is interesting because it seems like the last few years we have been really super into his kryptonian parts like since maybe 86 it seems to have flip-flopped of like it was more he was more comfortable in kansas than in krypton i get it people want to see him punch hard <laughs> i get it <laughs> i like, i get it like but here's the thing like with dragon ball z if i ever get a good dragon ball z movie like i won't by the way you can't get a good dra- live action dragon ball z movie because there's no story the, the not with not with the main character Goku. The main character is he's just like wants to be a badass and he wants to fight guys who are strong. And when people show up to blow up his planet, he kicks their ass. And that's it. <laughs> that's the fucking story. There's no arc. There's no. I mean, Vegeta has a better story than Goku. But you would be ost- you would be ostracized if you tried to tell the Vegeta story, even though it's it's the better story. 
Well, it, so, it's funny that we, it, that goes into what we were talking about earlier as far as mediums, right? It works in anime because, Jesus Christ, there's so much standing around and talking for as, as action-packed as anime supposedly are. There's so yeah. many Ken, Ken Burnsing across still pictures and action speed lines and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's, it, even in big, thick-ass manga, there's a lot yeah. of bunch of talking scenes and shit and then a bunch of no-background fighting scenes. It's like... Okay, that's great. I get it. I, I dig that shit the most. I mean, that's about the best I can do. <laughs> I don't want to draw no backgrounds either. So, <laughs> <laughs> shit, I'm down with you. But it isn't. It isn't something that fits in three act structure and shit. Which is why I think comic book fans who want the stories just do the story from the comics. It's just so stupid, man. It's just such a stupid thing to say. It just shows that they've never tried to compare the mediums. And compare what works in each medium. It's it's nuts to I mean, yeah. so so much of storytelling in comic books is something somebody had to come up with because the artist dumped the book or the writer got behind on this and this guy got hired to do that and this scandal did this or this guy left the company because of that, because he got to an argument about this. So many of the things you revere in comic books are just fucking accidents or things that are put in to prolong a story after they yeah. found out it was a hit. They start prolonging it super long, like like uh, the the uh, the Spider Clone Saga and shit like that. There's all these weird behind the scenes reasons why certain aspects of Cl- of Chris Claremont's X Men were written. You can't just take a big omnibus of Chris Claremont and make an X Men movie. It yep. just it's and you can't and you certainly can't just take the fucking cartoon and just transcribe it to a movie. People are insane with that bullshit. Yeah. They're literally it, insane. It would be the worst movie on the planet. Dude. Hey, sugar. I just slammed these two robots together. That this, It's great for the cartoon. It is. In it was that, perfect. In that world, that's perfect. There's no diss to them to say that directly transcribing that to a movie wouldn't be good. It's no diss to them at all. Those guys are great. The, the create All the creators. Of 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 some of those classic cartoons are fantastic, doing the best yeah. with what they with with the budgets and shit that they had, and making stuff that lasts the test of time. But don't try to lionize it by saying you should just do a one by one adaptation from that and make a three hundred million dollar X Men movie out of it. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. So uh, as we dismount here, I just think uh, the thing about canon that people should realize is it really just is the stuff that you chose to pick out because sometimes people like. I don't think people realize the nega band shit is Marvel shit to the core. It's super like deep. Ca- Captain Marvel. It, it's been there since the beginning. Rick Jones had the nega bands. I used yep. to slam them shit together and exchange dimensional spaces with Captain Marvel. That's Captain Marvel shit before this iteration of Captain Marvel, before they let a woman be Captain Marvel. And he was a silver haired Cree guy. Yep. They're taking it way back to Marvel with two L's, her being part of that canon. Or, and not doing this and big in humans bullshit that they were literally just doing at the time to try to put the inhumans over because they knew they were going to try to make them into TV characters as well. And they knew they were trying to make them because they didn't have the mutants. So a lot of the stuff that was making you mad was just because they couldn't use mutants. They didn't want to make a new fresh character like her a mutant. They needed to have her be something else. So they made her an inhuman and engineered some bullshit. This Negaband shit, especially since they've chosen to tie her to Captain Marvel even closer than in the comic books, it's literally more accurate to the comic books, really. So it's just that's that's crazy to me. I like people like when there's too much canon, people can't recognize stuff. And let me say this. I know a bunch of people who loved the way they did Superman in these last couple of movies. They loved it. They had a best time. Oh, I know it, it bothers me. I've had arguments with them, but they really had a great time seeing seeing soups really punch people, you know, and really getting down into it. And they loved that dark Batman and they loved all the 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 the, the sadness and the darkness and the, you know, all that stuff. And they loved it. And I think they're wrong. But you know what? We can both be right because it's an opinion. But you, you know what? You know what, though? Just really quickly, I just think besides him having his dad get sucked up into oh. the fucking sky. You gotta be besides, kidding me. Besides that dumb shit, most of the other stuff was okay. 
I was so freaked out that homeboy snapped Zod's neck that I think I started to have a little bit of like the beginnings of like a tear because it kind of got to me that he that in that scenario, the very first time seeing it, I was like, he really couldn't fight dudes who are stronger than him. And he really had to put this guy down and he doesn't know how to use his powers enough to fly him to the fucking moon. Fly me to the moon. He doesn't, he doesn't have enough experience to do all that shit that all the fans decided. Well, he could very easily make a centrifugal force tornado and send him to the phantom zone with one simple move from, uh, action comics, four seventy eight, to not kill Zod. And I'm just like, okay, let's say he saves that family by doing something non-lethal. This guy is showing you, that he is genocidally mad right now. He thinks you've killed Krypton, which basically you have, and he's going to get his fucking revenge on your ass, period. He's going to keep killing people. He's never going to stop. You have to stop this sometime today, and he did it. I mean, look, I didn't like it, but I also, in the in the conception of the character, I don't know what else he could have done. He would have and he cried about it to the sun or something. Yeah, dude. I mean, and he cried about it. He cried about it from his soul, dude. I think that's what yeah. really got me. After he did it, he sat there and sobbed. You know what I mean? Like that's that to me is Superman. Superman has done some dastardly shit in the comic books like ten times. He's oh, basically killed sure. people. So it's like, but he but he feels super fucking bad. Every time, and that's more the point. That instead of nitpicking over canon, if if he snapped the fool's neck, it was like, huh. Well, that's another job for Superman. Well done. I can see somebody <laughs> being super mad at that. Well, that was uh, another day. It just walked off. <laughs> He's going to go fuck Lewis now. <laughs> Matter of fact, come over, dear. I'll fuck up on your dead on this guy's dead body. <laughs> yeah, you just lay over there. Uh, I'm going to need you to bend over him. Uh, lift up yeah. a little bit more. I know his neck's broken. It's a little bit weird, but... <laughs> Oh yeah, he shit himself. He shit, he shit radioactive shit on himself. I'll fly you. I'll fly you to the moon. Uh, but yeah, so so that's our take on 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 obviously uh, canon. I think we're both a little bit in the relaxed thing, but also in the fuck you. And I think that's that's the nature of being a fan, bro. Isn't it? It is. It really is. So as always, you know, uh, uh, another thing you can do uh, as a fan is leave us a comment. Um, you could also rate and review the podcast or join our Patreon, patreon.com slash the greatest pod. And you guys should definitely subscribe to the rebooted YouTube channel because we're about to burst out of the grave, brother. We are back with a new show. So you guys, if you uh, subscribe to reboot it, you will be notified first when we start debuting that show. We've shot a bunch of episodes. That's about all we can say about it for now. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to another episode of The Greatest Pub.